At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at Circuit Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Had a, a lot of fun the first couple hours. Great catching up with Mike Pritchard in the last hour as well, talking a lot of things NFL. And we're going to talk a little bit more NFL here in this segment. But before we do that, Shameless plug for First Strike. Mm-hmm. I'm biased because I'm the host of the podcast. But you got to listen. You still have time. The card's getting ready to go in about an hour from now. Yeah. They're going to begin this card back in your old neck of the woods down there in the great state of Texas. And it's going to be a fire card. Again, the co-main and the main event, two title bouts at hand here. The interim uh, title bout here in the flyweight division between Brandon Moreno and Kai Care of France. And I do think that we have a live dog scenario in Kai Care of France. And the first time they fought back in 2019... Moreno hit him with some body shots and KKF kind of backed off a little bit and it felt like Moreno took over from there. I think it's going to be a better version of Kaikara France this time that Moreno sees. So if that same hypothesis plays out and Moreno throws those hands as he can do and he's lightning fast at 125 pounds, I think he's going to find out that this time around uh, Kaikara France is going to fight back a little bit better. I think that's going to be a very interesting fight and a live dog scenario at that plus price of $1.85 because Moreno has taken a lot of the money as the week's gone on. This, now the money, money is starting to trickle in on the main event here with Amanda Nunez, the Lioness here. It was minus 265 most of the week. It's up now at BetMGM to 275 for her to get her strap back. And it was interesting talking, talking to Mike Ferranio over at Mandalay Bay in that first hour how much the money's coming in on the Venezuelan Vixen here in Juliana Pena. So a lot of the betting public is expecting Pena at that plus price to retain her strap. I don't see it that way at all. I've given out Amanda Nunez all week long. Loved what I saw on the way in yesterday. Uh, there's a ferocity about Nunez that maybe was missing the first time they fought. I think it's back now. When you're the GOAT and you lose and you the opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to show you that that was an aberration <coughs> and why I am widely considered... And at some point, the consideration was not just women MMA, that she might be the best MMA practitioner. That's the, the, the lofty esteem that she held before the loss to Juliana Pena. I think she wants to get a little bit of that back. I mean, she's literally beaten the venerable who's who in MMA, in women's MMA. She's beaten the Ronda Rouseys and the Misha Tates and the Chris Cyborgs. You name it, she's wiped all of them out. I, I thought 
I've never seen an athlete get sent into hibernation faster than Ronda Rousey. Oh, by the way, when she fought Amanda Nunes, yeah. and that was coming off the loss she had in Melbourne to mm -hmm. Holly Holm, yeah. that was her next fight. I was thoroughly convinced that Ronda Rousey was back, and boy, was I wrong. And Nunes laid her out in that first round, and that, as you mentioned, it's off to WWE. She's done. <laughs> no more real fighting. Let me get into the stuff where I can talk on the mic and, and make a living that way. She's still with wrestling? I think so. Okay. I don't keep it. Wes Reynolds would know. Wes, yeah. where are you? He would certainly know. But I think Ronda's still doing that and finding out that it's it's a little bit easier than getting punched in the face by the likes of the, the Lioness, Amanda Nunez. So, again, my official release is here. I'm giving out Amanda Nunez. Done that all week. I got it at 265. It's up a little bit. But I do like Kai Care France, and I know the money's gone against him this week. I just think that's a real live dog there. So enjoy UFC 277 with those two title bouts on tap. Let's get back to the NFL conversation. They've been really intriguing ones we've been having today. And our producer, Brian Ortega, said, hey, you guys want to talk about the Packers? He is, he is an owner of the team. He is. Yes. He's literally an owner, two-time owner now. Yeah, exactly. Of the Green Bay Packers. I have concerns about this team. And I was on them last year. I, I took them over 11. I took adjusted win total over 12. Cash both of those tickets. Ching, ching. Thank you, Brian Ortega <laughs> and Team Packers. But I, I'm not backing them this year. And to me, I know, like, we talk about chic teams and the Eagles are one in the NFC East and the Vikings might be one here in the North. But the reason why is not so much that I'm pro-Minnesota, but I'm almost anti-Green Bay when I look at the wide receiving core. Okay, before we get into that, and, and I'll give you some opinions in a minute, season win total is 11.5. I got no problem if you sit there and you don't like this play. Don't like it. Make playoffs 435, miss playoffs plus 330. You would agree they're going to get in? I think they're a playoff team. Okay. Win the NFC North, and this is what I wanted to get to, minus 170. Mm. So based on your statement, are you not feeling them to win this division? I'm not trying to, you know, curry favor with Ortega here, but I don't see, unless Minnesota has a great year. That's the only team that can beat them. Detroit's made yeah. strides that are not ready. It's a two-horse two race in the North. But, but, you know, we had Frank Schwab on from Yahoo. He thinks Detroit is closer to Minnesota than many people might think. And I really respect Frank's opinion. I think yeah. he finished 33rd in the Circa Millions last year. Um, I think this is Green Bay's division. I feel good about them the way I do about Buffalo in the AFC East. You don't see it that way. I don't. I okay. feel with you. I'm with you on Buffalo in the AFC East. Yeah. And the, the reason why here is we will get the reigning, defending, two-time MVP, Aaron. And you look at his numbers from a year ago, and they were spectacular. And I was one with you last year. I thought he should have been MVP, and I'm glad he got it. Look at the numbers of Kirk Cousins. Look at KC8. And you look at his numbers and put them up against the two-time reigning defending MVP from a year ago. And they're not far off. Everybody somehow, because Mike Zimmer's defense imploded, and this was a team that won what? Uh, eight games a year, nine games a year ago in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Underachieved greatly. It wasn't because of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is the punching bag. Everybody gets on him. 33 tutties and seven picks last year. Pretty damn good. First of all, very good recall on the stats because I have them in front of me. Oh. That's correct. Um, but more that was very impressive. 103.1 quarterback rating. But here's my issue with him. Okay. If you play at Oklahoma and you go put up six touchdowns against some directional you to you know pad the stats at <laughs> uh, Memorial Stadium, okay. and then you go play Texas, and then you don't show up, does it really matter? I look at Kirk Cousins as a guy, first of all, He's got two of the best dudes at wide receiver. I know Thielen was hurt last year. But he's healthy now. Justin Jefferson, oh, to man. me, boy, you can make the case. He's he's right there for that second receiver in the league. Second best receiver in right. the league. Devontae Adams got some airspace between him and everybody else right now. My point being is, he doesn't make, like, guys are open. Guys are able to make plays for him. I, I think there's a lot of guys who could have a success in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook. Uh, Justin Jefferson and a healthy Adam Thielen. But like he doesn't turn it over, and that's kind of what I was getting at there, yeah. right? Because Rodgers doesn't turn it over. That's the thing He's about Aaron. amazing. But he Aaron just puts some throws that Kirk's not willing to make. And that might be fair, too. I think that's <laughs> totally fair. But I'm looking and I go, okay, you're bringing in an offensive guy. Mike Zimmer couldn't get the defense going, and that right. was his calling card, right? And that's right. why he's out. Because the offense is there. I, I, like, I don't look at it and go, like, which offense do I trust more? Of course I trust Rodgers more than I trust Kirk Cousins. But which overall offense do I trust right now? I trust Minnesota's more than I do Green Bay going into this year. Here's the problem for A.A. Ron to me. Is he really going to be motivated now that 17's gone? 
Okay. And he's already saying, you know, like, yeah, you know, you go Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, wide receiver. Like he's he's taking shots inadvertently, right? That Devontae, because he said, now nah, I go from one Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers yeah. to Derek Carr. Yeah. Like, what? And he said that, by the way, straight faced. Right. That wasn't like a, a dig. He just he thinks Derek Carr is on the level of Aaron Rodgers. Why else? They're, they're, I think they're almost like best friends, right? They're best. Yes. They're, they're, Devontae and and Aaron are, are great friends. Well, I mean, I mean Derek Carr. Oh, Derek Carr. They're, yeah, yeah. They're great they they play together at Fresno. They, they're yeah. super close. But I think, but I think Devontae believes that. I believe he believes, whether or not anybody else does, that Derek Carr is on somewhat of a level of Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he believes because of how good he is, he's he, going to make Derek Carr that good? And maybe because the Fresno State, they, they, they yeah. saw it. They've already seen it together. Maybe we've all forgotten, but that's what he believes. My question for Rodgers is, how motivated? Like, he, did not, he knew where 17 was going to be. He just threw it up there because 17 is going to go get it, and they had a great trust factor. Now he's got a rookie, a second-round pick, and some guys, quite frankly, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. These guys are broken down, man. These guys, this isn't 2016. I, I, so I, I'm all, I'm just going, okay, maybe the second-rounder turns out to be 17 reincarnate, but is Rodgers going to take the time to go, kid, let me help you? Or is he going to go, man, this guy's not as good as 17. Help me out. You've made a lot of compelling arguments. I can't disagree with anything you've said. Now, I agree with the receiving core. Randall Cobb, we need to turn back the clock six years. It's not Kentucky anymore. Exactly right. (laughs) Um, But when I look at, you know, Sammy Watkins, and this is not Clemson, and, and, you know, to me, not great receivers. Lazard, I'm not necessarily an overwhelming fan of. But I just look at the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. And also, I think the other thing gets overlooked with Green Bay, and this is what happened last year in the playoffs. That defense played elite-level ball against San Francisco. Their defense is really good. Green and Bay. so I, I think you can't discount the defense. No, you're right. I, I think this team can be very effective. I, I just – look, I like Aaron Jones. I like the combination with him and A.J. Dillon. Uh, I think this team's going to be dangerous. They got Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State, who I like a lot. Now, watch out for this team. You know, I, I think what's interesting, too, is – and we'll get into, you know, once we really start breaking down week one and point totals. The Packers, to me, are going to feel like an under team. Because I know the, the proclivity is it's 12, so he's going to light them up and get four in the first half. And I don't think they're going to play that way because they don't trust the receiving core. And Rodgers might just say, all right, we're going to trust our defense. Their defense, I think you're right on. They can have the best defense in the NFC. You don't think of Green Bay defense run the football and have 12 make the necessary move the chains, third down plays. But they could play like that. They could play ball control. They could play defense first. Rodgers is smart enough to get whatever he needs to get to keep the clock moving. And they're going to win a lot of 20 to 13 games. I got a question for you. Okay. How much of Devontae Adams is Aaron Rodgers? How much of Devontae Adams is Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Wow. 90% says Brian Ortega in my ear. Well, I think that's a little bit shooting high. But all my point is, I look at Rodgers. Last time he had a double-digit interception season was 2010. He's only done it twice in his career, 08 and 2010, 13 and 11 picks. Last year, four. Previous year, five, four, two, six, seven, eight, five, six, eight, six. This guy's unbelievable. His accuracy is off the charts. I think Green Bay has done him a disservice for the last two decades of not getting him a wide receiver. Last, Didn't do it this year. Last first-round wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Javon Walker, Florida State. But they got Jordan Love. Yeah, great pick. By the way, do not bet Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP for a third year in a row. I think this could be a year. If you look at the guys he's got and he puts up numbers, how could he not be the MVP? He's not, they're not give him the chance. They're going to dummy it down, run the ball, play defense. Let's talk some more NFL. Much yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Come on back. Betting Across America right here in VC and Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM. Sports BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside of Shaw, I am Dave Ross. Betting Across America continues here on VEASAN. I, I love the conversation we were having about the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. You know, when you get to a certain point of your career, we're going to do it my way. I'll tell the head coach we're going to do it my way. Tom Brady did that with Bruce Arians. Literally, and it worked out to a Super Bowl, right? right? So certain guys are going to say, this is the way I'm going to do it. Let's kind of flip the conversation here to young kids, second-year kids in the NFL. They're kids to me because they're just young. And now they're going to be expected to lead their teams, and some of them have high expectations. And I want to start right there in the Bay with San Francisco because, yes, Jimmy G's still on the roster. Kids, he will not be on this roster. They're either going to have to cut him or they're going to have to trade him. And the Niners have already come out. The brass has already said, it is Trey Lance. He is our guy. He is the leader of this football team. Year two, I'm all. So now, you look at last year's numbers. Now, he only played in six games, and the numbers were not glaringly good. 603 passing yards, did have five touchdowns, and two picks. MVP odds, which is surprising to me, 40-1. to Now, you can look at the Niners, and historically... Certainly, you know this too. My DMV roots, I was there when Kyle was the OC to Mike, and they had this kid out of Baylor named Robert Griffin III. Mm -hmm. And they kind of shocked and awed the Saints, if you remember, year number one with RG3. And it did. It worked. And RG3 was rookie of the year. Now, Trey Lance is not a rookie. But for all intents and purposes, he feels like one. Are they doing that right now in San Francisco that you could say 40 to 1, which feels way too short for me, but that Kyle, you trust Kyle to say, I'm going to get this offense to where this kid is going to be comfortable. What do you make of Trey Lance year two, but it feels like year one and a half? Boy, you're being kind on the one and a half. I would say it feels like completely like year one. Uh, I can't believe the 40 to one odds. I think they're way too short. I think he should be at 100 to one. Uh, right now, Mac Jones, 60 to one. Justin Fields, 80 to one. Trevor and and uh, also at eighty to one, Zach Wilson one thirty, and Davis Mills at one fifty. But I, I got to tell you, I, I think if San Francisco's got a successful season, Trey Lance is not going to be the MVP. 
it's going to be the running game that they have. Now, you do lose Mozart. I think it's a big yeah. loss. Um, uh, but I still like uh, Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, and, of course, Debo Samuel. Right. If Debo is – because he's – it feels like pushing back a little bit on being this hybrid mm-hmm. where he wants to be more of a wide receiver. But t- t- to your point, I mean, he's, he gets part paid of the running, he, he's part of the running game. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's where Debo really is just tough to tackle. So Trey's a big kid, too. So he might be part of that running game. Again, they ran Robert Griffin III in D.C., and he was slight. He was only like 6'2 and a half. And it didn't work out well long-term because his body couldn't handle it. Lance is bigger. Lance is actually closer to a Josh Allen than people might realize. So how do you get the best out of Trey Lance in year two? Well, the first thing is, I think, with Shanahan, to me, who's one of the top three coordinators in the league, Peyton's not even there anymore, so he used to be Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And I think Shanahan is, is unbelievable. So you design plays to play to his strengths. Maybe you run a QB waggle left, QB waggle right, get him outside the pocket, easy throws, build the confidence, and go from there. I think he can be very dangerous. Um, but here's the problem, and I can't comment accurately on Trey Lance because I have not seen him play. I didn't watch him in North Dakota State. I don't know what the guy is that you sit there and think, hey, this guy is someone that they moved up in the draft to take number three. You know the one thing I never understood? These guys do all these workouts, right? Like they want to see the throws. When was the last time you saw a guy play out there in a wife beater and shorts? <laughs> you don't. I want a guy. In, I want a guy in a helmet yeah. and pads on because there's difference in football speed and track speed. Well, we just talked about it with Mike Pritchett in the last hour. Mike Pritchett at this time in his career, he's already fully padded. He's had two weeks of hitting already. Mm-hmm. These guys are out there in shorts and t-shirts these days. It's a different world than the NFL, and I don't know if that's the best way to get ready. That's why I'm stunned when I look at the MVP odds and I see Trey at 40 to 1 and Mac Jones at 60 to 1, a guy that played the whole season, 17 games, 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. And yet he's got longer odds, decidedly longer at 60 to 1 than 40 to 1 for Trey Lance. Hey, Dave, hit the brake before you hit someone in front of you. Listen, (laughs) let's slow down a little bit on Mac Jones, okay? He had a very nice year. He did. But I thought New England did a tremendous job of designing their system and their offense around him. I think when you look at Mac Jones now in year two and teams have an idea of what he's going to do, can he make the big play? Can he be the guy to lead you? I think he's just a guy right now. Like, he had a great rookie year. But if you also look at it, outside of Trey Lance, the other four quarterbacks, Fields, Lawrence, Wilson, and Mills, who even came remotely close to a situation as good as Mac Jones? Hard to find him. Yeah. You know, ironically, the guy who might have done the best with the least is Davis Mills. I would agree with you there. And and nobody talks about Davis Mills here for these second-year quarterbacks in the league that we might see. And look at the MVP odds. Now, of course, Houston's not going to be a very good football team. We all believe that with Lovey Smith in there this year. But if you really were being objective, you would say Davis Mills had, with the least amount of opportunity, Mac, to your point, had a team around him that helped him be successful. Davis Mills might have had the best rookie year. As a third-round pick, it's because of the stigma of being a third-round pick and not being Mac Jones' first round, not being Trevor Lawrence' first overall, right? Justin Fields, all the hoopla in Chicago. Nobody talked about Davis Mills all the time because he was on a bad football team. He was a third-round pick. He probably had the best year. Yeah, the quarterback that was previously in Houston, Deshaun Watson, got more play than uh, Davis Mills did in terms of conversation of who was effective. And to your point, 16 touchdowns, just 10 picks for Mills. Uh, Mac Jones, 22-13, and so not necessarily overwhelming, impressive stats for uh, Mac Jones compared to Davis Mills. I, I think the other guy, to me, the guy that's going to have a monster year is Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I thought I saw it in the game against Indianapolis in the final week of the season. You could see, okay, that's the reason why they took that guy number one. I still have some concerns with Justin Fields. I hope he's tremendous. I think Zach Wilson's also going to play really well. You do? Yes, I do. Because there's a lot of question marks. He's had an interesting offseason. He's had an interesting <laughs> offseason. But I got to tell you, you know, I, I know you're poking fun, but like, I don't really care. I look at the guys that got Does in that there. Does that matter at all? When you to have me, the, it doesn't. Okay. So in that locker room, yeah. right? Because if you're in New York and you're going to get distracted by certain things. Well, that's New York. Mark Sanchez had this stuff. Joe Namath famously had this stuff. Well, Mark Sanchez wasn't that good. That's part of the problem. You, you, he just was a guy. Well, New York can spit you up and chew you out. I, I don't disagree with you. But chew no you one, up and spit you out. But yeah. no other place appreciates you if you win more than New York. True. I just because that's a lot. There's going to be a lot of those eyeballs are going to be on Zach Wilson. So they're they're already there anyway. And then you have the off season, and the jokes are coming. They had a great draft. They grab Sauce Gardner, and then they go grab Garrett Wilson. You've got uh, C.J. Zoma mm-hmm. from uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I like him a lot. I think he's a great calming influence type of player. I think he's going to be very effective for them. This this is an opportunity to get things going in the right direction. I thought both New York teams had good drafts. I think Zach Wilson's a guy you got to watch. I, I think. 
Look, he's got some moxie to him. I think he'll be just fine. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him perform. That's one thing because I'm such a big college guy. I love watching the NFL, not from the game standpoint, but I love seeing how certain players perform. Sure. And uh, Wilson's one of those guys I can't wait to see play. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. And when you look at the numbers last year, and Herb is gone. Yeah. So now you get Doug Peterson, who, oh, by the way, is kind of looked at as a quarterback guru in a way, right? So it made it work in Philadelphia to the tune of backup quarterbacks winning a Super Bowl and Nick Foles once Carson Wentz went out that year. I look at those numbers and I go, boy, yeah, 12 and 17. That's not the, you want that inverted at the very least. And 17 and 12 wouldn't even be that good. But does this have a Peyton Manning feel? If you go back to Jim Moore playoffs and the first year there where the numbers were inverted for Peyton and then he turned out to be a Hall of Famer, which we thought he would be. Do you see that trajectory here for Trevor in year two where he flips that script around? No, I just don't think they're as good of a team. And I also think the comparison to Peyton's unfair because regardless of how you see Peyton, He's an all-time top. I mean, they were, what, 3-13? and 13, Yeah, 3-13, and, and then I think went 12-4 and four or something. See, yeah. So flipped. So, yeah. like, that's what they're expecting, right? I, I just think that's a little bit premature for Jacksonville. They've, they've got a bad team around them. Uh, they're getting better. You know, you, you have ETN to go with uh, James Robinson. You, know, you bring in Christian Kirk, who I thought they paid a little bit too much money yep. for. Um, you know, good for Kirk. He's getting that money. But I think it becomes a little bit of a handicap to your team. And I think Jacksonville should be an easier place to recruit players. Good place to live. Weather's nice. Yeah. You can golf year-round. And also, uh, the state income tax, you benefit on eight home games. Yeah, but you're speaking like an adult to kids. A lot of these guys are kids. Yeah, but you know 20, what? You know, early 20s. Great point. But let me tell you something. you got to know how to present free agency. I think a lot of teams don't know how to do that. And that would be a great way to do it. I'm telling you, you and I were talking off-air. Um, when I left media, I was looking at some job uh, opportunities in the NBA in the front office. And I put together a proposal for Sam Presti at Oklahoma City. We called me up. Sam's not a talker. We had a 45-minute conversation. Wow. And he's like, where'd you come up with this? I said, listen, you guys are looking at it too much in a vacuum of basketball. How do you approach somebody? How do you sell them on something? I said, sales one-on-one. Sell them on your city. Sell them on your city. And and to me, Duval's got great support if they win. You people complain, well, there's nobody at the games. Listen, I always ask this question. I always hate when people complain about fair-weather fans. I always ask this question. Ortega's a huge movie guy. Do you buy tickets to a movie you already know is bad? Nope. So why would you go to a football team that you already know is bad? I said you're a lying member. <laughs> My Sean Connery people. When we come back, let's talk more NFL. The most regular season passing touchdowns. Who's it going to be at the right price point? We'll see if we can find you some value out there. Come on back. Betting Across America right here in Beeson. The Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out right now, and the Pro Football Guide is not far behind. There's no better way to prepare for college and pro football seasons this year. Our experts provide profiles of every single team, advanced stats, power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, player awards. Reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today. Get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a decent all-access subscription. Make this football season your very best ever. Subscribe now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Back alongside of Shaw, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. Really enjoyed the conversations stemming from baseball, UFC, and certainly college and pro football. I want to stay in the pro football conversation here and look at some of these price points that are available for you at BetMGM. It's a different handicap when you're looking at most regular season passing touchdowns and say regular season touchdowns for wide receivers, uh, regular season receptions, because there's different variables to get to some of these numbers. For passing touchdowns, for instance, Justin Herbert's the favorite at plus 550. Josh Allen is nipping in his heels at 6-1. to one. Then comes Brady at 650, and then Stafford 9-1. Look at Mahomes down the list at 9-1. to one. Joe Burrow 9-1, to one. Aaron Rodgers 10-1. to one. The reason why I'm kind of surprised by these numbers, if you will, the first two betting options, I don't know that I like because they run the ball well in the red zone. Like, Justin Herbert doesn't have to force feed this. He's got Austin Eckler. They can run the football inside the 10 and inside the red zone. Josh Allen runs it himself. Yeah, that's where I think it hurts Allen a little bit. Right? Yeah. So I look at the other guys a little bit deeper down the board. I don't know how well the Rams are going to run it this year with Cam Akers. Fumbled in that game against the Rams, gave the Rams life. 
You know, Brady doesn't have Gronk this year. That's going to hurt that. I'm looking at Mahomes at 9-1, to one, and I'm going, Roy Jones Jr., y'all must have forgot. Like, are people forgetting Patrick Mahomes? And to have him this far down the board is a bit surprising to me. I tend to agree with you, um, but I'm going to tell you, Dave, just for me, I don't get involved in this type of prop. So I'm going to just kind of side with your opinion on this one because for me, it's a complete crapshoot. I, yeah. think, I think the longer odds on somebody in these types of props are far better. Yes. And again, I'm not playing Rodgers, by the yeah. way, 10 to 1. And this is no disrespect of, of Aaron. It's more they can run the football. I mean, they're going to be able to be physical at the line of scrimmage. I almost get more apt at teams and offenses that are not good red zone running offenses. Right. And those are the quarterbacks I'm going to favor. So. I'm not going to go with Josh Allen, that's for sure, because I know he's going to be almost a single wing down there inside <laughs> the red zone and give the big boy the ball and get out the way. Herbert's big kid, too. He could run it. Not that they should get in the habit of that because that's their meal ticket going forward. But to me, the playable option here is Mahomes at 9-1 to for the most uh, regular season passing touchdowns because I just don't know how well they run it inside that red zone. I think you bring up a great point with Allen, though. I thought that was a key point if you right? look at betting Josh Allen. Let's go to regular season receptions in the mm-hmm. wide receiver market. And again, it differs from touchdowns that yeah. we'll get to momentarily. But just pure catches. Man, how do you check Cooper Cup? I mean, we saw it in the Super Bowl. If Stafford needed a play, he's looking for Cooper Cup. I don't know. You can double him, triple him, whatever you want to do. He's a menace in the slot. He's a menace over the top, as the Buccaneers found out, uh, to help set up the game-winning field goal. You know, if guys would kind of pay attention to a Cooper Cup uh, Renfro, the route runners, the great route runners. Obviously, Jerry Rice goes without saying, but that's the reality of it. When you ask a DB, you know, Brian McFadden, you know BMAC very well. Yep. You say to him, listen, I don't care if a guy's got speed, but if he if he runs some great routes, that's going to be a real problem. Going to be open. I, down the board here, the, the names that I like are some of the tight ends. Kelsey at 14-1, to 1, even Mark Andrews at 20-1. to 1. I know you go, well, Lamar, they, they're not going to throw it's not touchdowns, people. This is just receptions. These are almost like they can be run plays to a degree for the Ravens. Four yards, Andrews. Six yards, Andrews. Right? It doesn't have to be 20-25 like it would be for C.D. Lamb. So I don't know that I love Lamb's prop number there at 18-1, to even yeah. a Jamar Chase. I, I love your Mark Andrews call at 20-1. to Let, let's do, I'm going to go through the list that we have here on VEASAN. If you're watching on VEASAN.com. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Adams, uh, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, Chase, Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh, Lamb, and Mark Andrews. Look, there are three guys on this list I would consider. Cup, Jefferson, and Andrews. Okay. Uh, Cup, because he is just so good at getting open. Justin Jefferson, he makes plays. Minnesota, uh, it seems like Cousins has a a propensity to throw him the ball. But remember, Thielen's coming back, so I think it'll impact him a little bit there. Jamar Chase is tremendously talented, but I don't think the number of receptions is going to be as high. Mark Andrews is going to catch a lot of balls. And if Lamar can avoid throwing some errant throws... He could have a monster year. Totally agree. I think there's value there at 20 to 1 from Mark Andrews. I, the reason why I like Kelsey at 14 to 1 a little bit too is because the cheetah's gone, right? So that will take away some of those targets that maybe Mahomes scrambling, waiting for a play to develop downfield. He might take the sure thing in Kelsey, who always seems to be open as well. I would agree with you on Kelsey, but I would push back from this standpoint that. Uh, Tyreek Hill's ability to pull the safety and kind of roll the coverage to his side going deep. Kept Kelsey open. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so that could be, again, factor that in to some of these prop scenarios. And finally, for receiving touchdowns, and you already named the name that I like, and he's a little bit down the board here. It it is Justin Jefferson. And right now, you can get him 9-1. to I think he's a pretty good number. Cooper Cup right now, the odds on favorite, plus 750. Mike Evans, a great red zone target. Again, no Gronk there in Tampa Bay. He's 8-1. to There's Kelsey at 9-1. to Jamar Chase, 9-1. to And there's JJ at 9-1. to Devontae is also 9-1, to by the way, for the Raiders. But, but Justin Jefferson, man, he can take that top off the defense, and that's going to be option number one for KC8. How about Mark Andrews here as well? I know we don't have the numbers on him, but I think Mark Andrews in the red zone. I like, look, I like your call on the LSU receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Jamar Chase, though. Oh, the other one. Yeah, I think Chase is so tough. His speed, his, speed, his ability, I, I like him a lot. I think he's a really dangerous guy in this particular spot. I, I would take a look at Jamar Chase at 9-1. to the, the fascinating name on this board, and if, you're, if you can't see it, we'll yeah. read it to you. We gave you the big names here all the way through 9-1. to We got Tyree Kills at 22-1 to as a long shot. T. Higgins, another Bengals receiver at 20-1. to Steph Diggs is 14-1. to It's the other name in Buffalo. Gabriel Davis. What a rise. What an ascent that he's on the first page of this board at 18-1. to I mean, 
He was always open. Now, again, how much of that is Steph Diggs taking coverages and allowing Gabriel Davis to run free a little bit? But it looked like against Kansas City, he could score whenever he wanted. What do you make of Gabriel Davis here? Maybe if you don't like this prop play at 18-1, to just overall the ascent of, of his his arise here uh, as a, a guy that Josh Allen trusts. Um, I like... You, I look, I think he's going to have a terrific year, but I don't like either guy in Buffalo for this for this prop because of Allen's ability in the red zone, whereas I think some of these other guys, Mark Agreed. Andrews, totally Travis agree. Kelsey, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, can get touchdown passes in situations where uh, Allen kind of negates that from your receivers here. I totally agree. I'm not playing Allen for the most touchdown passes, and I'm not playing Diggs at 14-1 or Davis at 18-1 to get the most rece- receiving touchdowns for those very reasons. Because I do think, I know Brian Dable's gone in Buffalo, but I still think that single wing that they saw, and we say kind of tongue-in-cheek, but really, that's when they were effective after the win game that they lost to the Patriots. It was almost like, all right, Allen's going to be six-man in the box, like Mike Pritchard talked about with Jalen Hurts, and Allen's going to vulture some of those touchdown passes with his legs. That's how he's going to get them. Uh, I think you bring uh, a couple of co- compelling points. I would take Devontae Adam off the, Adams off the list because I love Josh Jacobs. Mm. I think he's a bell cow. I want to look at a team that doesn't have two things, a great mobile quarterback and a great running game in the red zone. So to me, Buffalo with Allen negates in place. You got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I, I like Chase. Cincinnati with Mixon can be tough, but I still think they have such a level of confidence in Joe Burrow yeah. that it, it's off the charts. Um, Kansas City runs a lot of different plays. Watch for Sky Johnson in the red zone. They might run a couple of jet sweeps, him, Nicole Hardman. I don't think Tampa's running game is great. I think Brady with his accuracy with a guy like Mike Evans, and then, of course, Cooper Cup. It's fascinating because at the end of the day, let's just say, for instance, uh, some of these situations, let's say Burrow in Cincinnati. Yeah. If you go down, and I know like Samaj P. Ryan mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, some people are going, you didn't go to Joe Mixon. You went to Pirine. He yeah. couldn't get you the first down. That ultimately led to your demise. They get down there again in some of these situations. Who do you trust? You trust Burrow to Chase and or Higgins? Or do you trust Mixon, Pirine? I think you're going to go Burrow, Absolutely. Chase, Higgins. So maybe Chase is a pretty good option there at 9-1. to one. To your point, Jamar Chase did not play his junior year at LSU. <laughs> he played two years at LSU and he was still the fifth pick in the draft. And a, a, a good pick. Because everybody's saying you guys take uh, the lineman out of Oregon. Yeah. Right? We got to um, go, go that way. I, I'm going to tell you, I could not have been more wrong. I kept on saying you have to take Panay Sewell. You got to take Panay Sewell. You got to protect him. And, you know, Joe Burrow knew what he had in Jamar Chase, and they were right about that. And they went out and got offensive line help this yeah. year. So that should always help those props if you can keep Joe Burrow upright a little bit longer than he was against Tennessee. Absolutely. I still can't believe they won that football game with the amount of times that Joe Burrow has spent on his back. So nine times. Nine times? Little Bueller there. I don't remember Ferris being <laughs> sick nine times. He was just walking you down the primrose path. Uh, when we come back to wrap up this segment of uh, Betting Across America, I want to get some of your best bets. And I know you already cashed one today. Props to you and your Yankees. Easy winner over Kansas City. We'll find out some other best bets that you have. And I'll give you mine in case you missed them here for the UFC. That card is getting ready to kick off in about uh, 10 minutes here down there in Texas. Come on back. Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. When a trip to Vegas, convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping up this edition of Betting Across America with Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We are here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Best bets, you've already got one that's cashed already on the day with the Yankees. Easy winner for you, sir, today. What, 8-2, to two, I believe, the final there. Uh, Aaron Judge does go yard. He's got 42 in the year. But again, if you were to play one of those hypotheticals, and it's not a hypothetical, hypothetical around town, we've already seen one shop book a number at 61.5 uh, over-under for the totals for Aaron Judge for home runs. You're going to play the under on that. Well, I don't know about the 62. I said on the, the Buster only number of 66. Buster only, uh, he's on pace for 66. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. On okay. pace for 66. Um, I would go under in the 66. Now, remember the 61 and a half is juiced to the under. Yes. Remember, he had this stretch, 12 games, and I think including today. So now, what's that, 12 and 14? Ridiculous. Incredible tear. But he also could go a little bit cold, you know? Do you think the MVP race is done with Shohei and Judge? I mean, we're meaning, not even in August. Meaning it's a two-horse race or it's done between those two? The numbers have moved $1.65 now for Judge, right? Yeah. This is about even money. Shohei was favored not that long ago, maybe like a week ago. So now he's plus $1.25. Is, is that value now on, on Shohei? Or can, because his team is just not performing, the value might be extracted from Shohei. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that. I, I like um, I like Aaron Judge in this spot just simply because the way they're playing um, – I think they're going to continue to roll in the right direction. As long as they're theoretically, like Jordan Alvarez, it was not that long ago. He was about 10 to one in the market. Now right. he's 30 to one. And I, I, I think the correlation there was if Alvarez's numbers stay close to judges, right. And they overtake the Yankees as the number one team, in the American league. Yeah. Then if you're basing this on judge, having the best team, with the Yankees, that's why you give it to him over Otani. You can then make the case for Alvarez. Correct. If the team award, that concept, and he's the driving force behind it, but I think that's that's that ship's kind of sailed too. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think it's going to be very difficult for Alvarez. Devers on the shelf already with injury. Ramirez just not playing well enough, nor are the Guardians. Vlad Guerrero Jr., I think all these other guys are out of the conversations. The two-horse race. 
Otani has lost his last two starts, got roughed up in Atlanta, was fortunate enough, had 11 strikeouts against the um, Texas Rangers. You know, he'd be interested to see if he made more frequent starts, how well he'd pitch, because the one thing he does in a tremendous job of is get strikeouts, mm-hmm. um, which is such a key cog number when you look at from the standpoint of accumulating stats for a pitcher. Very quickly, speaking of Cy Young, because I, I was of, of the belief, okay, Otani, baseball would like to give him one of the two, right? Cy Young or MVP, because it, it does. It garners interest in the sport. Now, it, it might be playing itself out that that's just not going to be the case in either one. And now I wonder, I look at Justin Verlander, and you can still get him at over $2 in the price points here, plus 230 Look at what Verlander's doing. And I know we talk about Schurz and what he's doing at 38. I mean, Verlander's leading a charmed life. When you're married to Kate Upton and you're still doing this in your late 30s at plus 230, I know Ann's still the favorite, but he's getting close to his innings limit too. Well, you think it has anything to do with the fact that he's made over $100 million in his career? Well, wouldn't that, normally you would say, well, if I've already made the bag, why am I still motivated? No, that's why I'm, I'm talking almost, about the Kate Upton point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at Verlander and I go, Shohei's drifting 7-1. to one. Is it a two-horse race here? The, these, are, these are ridiculous odds. Real quick, McClanahan plus 210, JV 230, Shohei 7-1, to one, Cole 850. Here's the number that's being missed. Dylan Cease at 8-1. to one. Dylan Cease has gone his last 11 starts, giving up three earned runs. Only one pitcher has done that in baseball history, Bob Gibson. Dylan Cease right now, to me, Verlander's been outstanding. Pitched a great game last night. I don't believe he gave up a run to the um, uh, to the uh, Seattle Mariners last night. Right? Um, he, he was just outstanding in terms of his performance. Seven and two. Oh, he did give up a singular run. Seven and two thirds innings, one earned run. Cease. Now the problem with Cease, he gives up a lot of walks. But I would make the argument: this guy still has the ability to pitch around his walks and still be tremendous. He goes tomorrow for the Sox. Uh, I, I just think he's too tough to slow down right now in terms of the way he's pitching. I would look at him as a guy that could unseat McClanahan and Verlander. I almost feel like McClanahan's going to unseat himself because they're going to get to the innings limit and they're going to slow him down. He's not going to have the volume, perhaps. Verlander's pitching certainly a pennant race and you know trying to get that one seat away from the Yankees. Cease is going to have to fire on all cylinders if the White Sox are going to get back in contention in, in the Central, right? So I, I, I look at it like... I know that McClanahan's the shortest favorite there at, at plus $1.60. I kind of like options two and three better than I do one. I would agree with you. I think right now, JV would get the nod. But here, here's the problem how why I think Cease is not out of the woods okay. in terms of his ability. His last uh, 18 and two-thirds innings, zero earned runs, uh, given up 13 hits. Previous to that, in three games, he had given up three earned runs in uh, 18 innings pitched. The previous five starts to that, he went uh, 18, 26, I'm sorry, 27 and a third innings pitch, no earned runs. Pretty good. You know what's so bizarre about these two awards that we talk a lot about in baseball, and we should because of the highest profile ones. The MVP, you can take it different directions, most valuable to their team, the impact they have in a pennant race, right? That's what the conversation is for Judge. Cy Young, we don't do that. We just say who's the best pitcher. See what I mean? Like, there's, it's almost different criteria. We go, well, just who's the best pitcher? The team aspect doesn't come into play as much in the Cy Young as it does for MVP. I don't know if that's fair or not, but that feels like that's the reality of these debates because they're subjective. I would agree with you completely in your assessment in terms of how you reach that, but I would also make this argument. When you look at the Cy Young, a pitcher can only do so much. You look at DeGrom a couple years ago. uh, I forgot what year in the season. where The Mets couldn't score for him. Well, last year, if he doesn't get hurt, he was in the MVP conversation yeah. while the Mets were still afloat. Look, I, I just don't think a pitcher can get MVP if you didn't give it to Pedro in 01. 1.74 ERA yeah. in, in the juice ball era. And I mean, yeah, didn't Verlander win MVP? Was it was it Verlander who won the MVP? I think it was. Uh, back, and Go ahead, sorry. Back in Detroit, right? Did, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he got it there. I, I'm trying to think, or I'm trying to blank on who got MVP, but my, my but point... But it's really hard. I mean, that's a really yeah, double hard... Yeah, he won hard, in 2011. Right, so in Detroit. So it's a hard double dip to do. But I, I do look at it and go, it is interesting how sometimes in Cy Young, we don't put the connotation as far as the team aspect, but we do with MVP. That Shohei is not affecting the Angels as much, but somehow the pitcher, we can just go with the best pitcher. It, I, and again, I don't know if that's fair or foul, but it just seems to be... 
uh, the way it's been conceptualized in these two different individual wards. I'm just telling you, Dave, I think when you look at it, you pay attention to cease at eight to one. I think okay. it's a legitimate threat to be able to win this thing. Before we sign off for the day, uh, any more in-pocket plays after your Yankee win, or are you going to rest no, your uh, <laughs> Yeah, Carolyn Garcia tomorrow in tennis, uh, probably about a 250, 260 favorite mm-hmm. in that one against uh, uh, Anna Bogdan. She should roll. She rolled today against Jasmine Paolini. I, I like uh, Carolyn Garcia in that one a lot. All right, I'm going to play. I gave them to you earlier. I'll re- uh, reiterate those. Getting ready to go here for yeah. UFC 277. I really do like Amanda Nunes here. Price point's going up a little bit here. Yeah. I got it at 265, so not a huge change. She's up to 275 here at BetMGM to get her strap back against Juliana Pena. The, the round total there is two and a half, and that's been a, a tricky one, but I do believe the under is in play for two different reasons. I think Nunes will be the usual fire, fireball in the first round, yeah. and if she does gas again, that would give Pena the opportunity, almost like a hedge bet, if you don't like laying that 275, the under at two and a half rounds to me is in play. And I do think we have a live dog in the co-main event here with Kai Kara France against Brandon Moreno in that interim flyweight championship. This is the best version of Kai Kara France. By the way, he trains with Alexander Volkanovsky and the last style bender, Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Those are not only two current champions in the UFC, they are two of the best champions the UFC has ever seen. Iron sharpens iron. Kai Kara France has gotten better since the first time they matched up in 2019. So I think that's why we have a live dog scenario there. Derek Lewis, a plus $1.30 against Sergey Pavlovich is fascinating because Derek is beloved in his home state of Texas, but he hasn't always fared well back in the Lone Star State. Maybe that pressure of fighting in front of the home crowds, that number has drifted all week long. He opened up as a favorite. Now the Black Beast is getting plus $1.30 in that one. I'm going to stay away from that one, but I'm going to play the co-main in the main event. Very good. Looking forward to it. And uh, should really be, uh, looks like a great card in the UFC tonight. Yeah, two title bouts on tap. Amal, always enjoy the conversation. My Likewise, friend. my friend. A lot of fun. I want to thank uh, Brian Ortega for putting this show together. Mike Peranio, uh, Ron Rothstein, who joined us from Philadelphia in hour number two. And Mike Pritchard, of course, the most humble man we have here at the network at VEASAN. Enjoy it, everybody. Brady Cannon coming up right here when we sign off for Brett Benning Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze handicappers to analyze handicappers to analyze handicappers.